check out Critical Role. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, when I was painting houses, uh, my buddy Brad, uh, when we were when I was there, he, I didn't even have to watch watch it because every week he would watch it. So the next day I'd be like, "What happened?" And he would just sit there and tell me. I'd be like, "Perfect," because I'm not like super into like uh, I guess the fantasy genre, but like no. listening to him tell me about it made me totally like semi interested. Yeah, well that's the thing. Like, I never played Dungeons and Dragons. I've never even like. I've never even done, like, a single modicum of research into it. Yeah. But, like, the idea of it, I absolutely just love the idea of it. It's like, people just, like, they just, like, you know what? Let's make up a game. Yeah. And they just, like, I'm going to throw a stick at his head. And, like, all right, like, roll this dice for how well you did. You got a 20. Describe how well your stick hit him in the head. You're, like, that thing hit him in the throat and knocked him unconscious. (laughs) It's, like, all right. I I agree with that. Yeah. I I think I do think that's really cool. It's better than it's better than normal video games, in the sense because you have to definitely use your imagination, right? Like you're creating this like landscape in this game yeah. that you would never theoretically be able to play, because it's just something. Because I mean, if you're not in the games industry, odds are you're not. Gonna, no one's going to play your idea. No, I'm just trying to make it so I can't see it. But that's the thing, isn't it? Like games industries, like they want you to get invested in their world Mm -hmm. but with a game like that you make the world exactly which is like which I'm saying is like too much which (laughs) is in my mind like almost like healthier it's like it's promoting creativity absolutely for sure right like yeah and then it promotes it and then it gets you thinking more so it's essentially it's just way better I like I think mentally definitely better yeah because I mean then you get to you're not, and you're not, you actually have to think about what you're going to do next, not just, like, if by, uh, I guess, like, uh, mem- muscle memory, where I had no action, tuck yeah. and roll, right? Well, it's like playing, it's like playing chess versus checkers or something. Yeah. Two totally different games. Yeah. Two totally different games. You look at them, and you're like, well, they seem similar, but... It seems similar because the board's the same, but yeah. way different. Yeah. Their pieces don't obey any of the laws of the other. Yeah. The other. Yeah. Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 9. I'm your host, Braden Charisma, and alongside me today is my boy, Aiden Winter. What's up? Uh, Aiden, he grew up in Alaska, and then he's moved back. Were you in Nanaimo before? No. No? Well, he's moved to Nanaimo, and he has enjoyed working out. You know, the usual good-looking guy bullshit. (laughs) But yeah, so how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Braden? Not too bad. Just, you know, doing my thing. So, you, so growing up in Alaska, tell me about that. Like, did you have a blockbuster? Like, you still have the last blockbuster in Alaska, so <laughs> <laughs> did you go there? Yeah, yeah, we had a blockbuster. Not in my town. No? In the town over. Oh, yeah, okay. 45 minutes away. By a ferry. By a ferry. <laughs> it was so close. So, not even, you can't even drive there? No. No? If I wanted to go see a movie, yeah. like, we took, we either went in a boat or we took a ferry. No kidding, okay. Um, so, like, what's it like in Alaska? I mean, I've never been, so. Well, I mean, I grew up in southeast Alaska. South, okay. So, first off, I didn't live in an igloo. Well, that's good. That, that's not, that's not even a real thing. It's a Canadian thing anyways. It's a Canadian stereotype too? Yeah. Oh, I got asked that when I was in Washington. Oh, really? Like, do you live in an igloo? I don't even know why that is a thing. Like, yeah. Just because there's snow. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's cold outside. 
I guess I'll build an igloo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I, I actually tried to. I, uh, it was in Southeast Alaska, so it's pretty warm. I mean, like, you know the area in Nanaimo. Just imagine you took the temperature that it is right now and subtracted 10 from it, and that's usually what it'll be there. Okay. Yeah. That's not too bad, but, I mean, it's just yeah. colder. Yeah, it's just a little colder and wetter. A lot wetter. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, if it's... <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke on the island next to where I grew up. Yeah. Which, which is Ketchikan. The island next to me was Ketchikan, Alaska. That's a much more recognizable place than Metlakatla. Okay. And there's a joke. There's a mountain called Deer Deer Mountain. And the joke, as dumb as it is, is if you can't see the mountain, that means it's raining. If you can, that means it's about to rain. <laughs> so that's just like... So it's just always <laughs> raining? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... You know, I grew, up in a, I grew up in a rainforest, so it was always wet. Right. Yeah. The uh, Tongass International Rainforest was, the, was a part of that whole region. Yeah. It's one of the largest rainforests in the United States. Okay. And so it was... It was wet. It was wet. Yeah, that's basically how to describe it. It was wet and cold most of the time. How did you How did you like Alaska? Like, I guess, compared to, like, here or, or anywhere you've been... Or anywhere you've lived, I guess. I... I loved... I loved living there, to be honest. I loved the... I loved the aspects of the island life. I loved, like, so much of it. Problem was, I was living on a tiny reservation with reserve with 1300 people on it okay on this tiny peninsula in the middle of nowhere and so right. it was so it was so much work to do anything like like I was um I can't remember I was probably about 12 or 13 maybe when Iron Man came out okay yeah and I remember like I was determined like I have to go see Iron Man like I'm going to and so I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, can we please go and watch Iron Man? It's going to come out. And we went and tried to go see it. And that was a whole process because we went in my dad's boat. So first off, we all had to like go down, take the five-minute drive to the breakwater. Yeah. And then we all get into the boat. We all make sure that we have everything we need in case we have to stay over there for the night or something goes wrong, kind of junk like that. We get over there. We dock up. We drive a car that we have parked in Ketchikan for when we do this over to where the um, movie theater is. And this whole process, this took about an hour. Okay. Yeah. And get it parked over there. We get in line. Line's like going all the way out to the street. It's just super, like that movie was, everyone wanted to see it there. And so we're all standing in line. We're in line for another hour, basically. Right. We get in to see the movie, watch the movie. And it's now about 10.30 at night, still bright out because it's summer. Okay. And we're going back home, and all of a sudden my dad just says, well, it looks like we're going slow. Well, he, um, and you look out and just logs, junk, just everything in the water. So we're just like, oh, just like, so like crawling. Doubles the time. Yeah. And then you get home and it's like, okay, well, it's like after midnight and then you just go to bed. Yeah. I mean that's not like terrible, but I mean that's but a, to see a movie. To see a one movie, yeah. <laughs> I mean here, you know what is it like? Eh, five minutes, and then I'm gonna go watch. A movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean like I mean it's the convenience, I guess, right? Like. Yeah, I mean I went I went there to watch Infinity in Infinity War while I was up there. Oh yeah, okay. And it was a hassle all over again. It was so packed. It was so <laughs> busy. It's yeah. Oh, 
I can imagine, like, yeah, especially with a, for a movie of that caliber. So, I mean... Yeah, I love that movie. It's a great movie, movie dude. Um, la- the last question I have for about Alaska. Was there any weird laws? Weird laws? Yeah. Um, I guess something that could be considered weird is that if you're 14 years old and have a learner's, you can drive a four-wheeler on the roads in the, in the island, on the island I grew up in. You oh, yeah. You drive a four-wheeler as a legal vehicle. Wow. Which I did. <laughs> I would imagine you got to take advantage of that. Yeah. Suzuki Vincent 500. I drove that thing until I was 16 years old. Nice. Bought a 1995 Chevy Blazer. <laughs> there you go. And then, is that, and that was that your last vehicle up there before you came down here? Or? No, I had a 2003 uh, Jetta VR6. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It was fast. I can bet. It was fun. But uh, it was an American car, so I had to get myself a Canadian car once I was up here. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, just because insurance would have been funny. Okay. Yeah. Nothing, not like, not like actual, like, would have been screwed if I got into anything. Yeah. It just would have been more of a hassle. Right, than to deal with, like, ICBC or something like that. Yeah, even though ICBC is a hassle in itself. Yeah. Yeah, you can't deny that. Um, so then you moved, when did you move to Nanaimo? Uh, October, no, September of 2015. 2015, okay. Yeah. And did you, was it like, your family was moving here, or did you just... No, I have family here, because my, my, my mom is Canadian. Okay. And so I have family that lives on the island at the moment. And so when I decided I was going to move here, I called them up and asked if it would be okay if I stayed with them for a while until right. I could get on my feet here. And they said, absolutely, for sure. I stayed with them for... I think I stayed with them for six months before I got my own place. Nice. It was a... That was a... Interesting time. Just because, you know, you're living under... Someone else's roof. You're living under someone else's roof and you're trying to, like, abide by their rules, but at the same time, you're trying to enjoy your freedom that you now have. For sure, right? Like, it's a... It's a... I can... I... You know, I haven't lived on my own really yet, but I can imagine it's a totally different feeling being under someone's roof, but at the same time, you know, you're not under the normal rules that you're really used to oh yeah like once I was living under my once I was living in my own place it was it was very interesting because it was just like I got I get home from work I eat my food I'm back from the gym I'm sitting down on my chair I'm just like I could do anything I want to do right now <laughs> and then I'll just watch TV just watch, yeah, yeah, it's, just waiting. <laughs> it's just like it's alright I can do anything what I want. Uh, yeah. But I'm still tired. But I'm still tired and I'm an adult that has a lot of problems. Let's just binge of, watch a Netflix. A lot of problems and responsibilities. Exactly, right? Yeah. The struggles of being an adult. Um, so you, we were talking earlier, you said you had social, like social problems. Like you were very like, were you just like anxiety or you just very... When I was growing up, yeah. You were, were you just like really shy or... Well, just it was, it was difficult for me. I grew, oh, the, the town I grew up in, like I didn't hang out with anyone who wasn't related to me. Okay, yeah. I had roughly about, like, 25, 30-ish cousins. Yep. And, like, and even them, that was about all who I, all who I would, uh, talk to. Right. And the talking to them I did, I was very closed off from Just, it. like, minimal? Yeah. I, I did it to myself in a way. I just, like, I, I kind of disassociated myself. Right. Which made the problem worse and worse for myself as it went on, and I kind of dug myself deeper and deeper into this hole until when I first when I first moved here it was 
I didn't even know how to talk to people. Right. Like, me and Avery became friends in a really stupid way. Oh, yeah? Me, me and him beca- became friends because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Went up to talk to him, and I said a random fact. And then after that, I accidentally texted him instead of someone else. And all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, sure. And then we hung out, and I behaved a little bit more like a normal person. And all of a sudden... Right. Yeah. I asked him uh, if he knew that the cat, the grumpy cat's name is actually Tard. It's actually Tard? Yeah, that's its real name. (laughs) That's hilarious. And... Like, you don't become friends with someone who just randomly walks up to you and say that. That's weird. It's just, like... That's just something, like, you have to, like... It, I mean, I guess it all depends on the vibe I get from them. Because, I mean, if, like... If I, if I look at them and then they look like they're just, like, tripping on a lot of drugs... Then I might not respond. But, I mean, like... It's not, like... You know, like, you're... You're an approachable person, so, I mean... I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I totally see, I get where you're coming from, though. I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, that was the what? Well, that the whole point of that story was that that was my level of social. Right. That was my social skill, like to the max at that point in my life. And after, I kind of like I kind of came to terms with that with myself. Right. And it sounds like kind of corny to say, but the only thing that is like I'm gonna just like continually push myself out of my comfort zone. Right. So basically. You, so basically, you just like when you moved here, you just like had to start forcing yourself out of the comfort zone. Yeah, I for a while I kind of just like decided um, to whenever anyone asked me if they want if I wanted to hang out or do something, doesn't matter if I didn't actually want to, I was gonna say yes. Okay. I was gonna say yes to 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 all this all these things just because it's opportunities for growth. Right, and like not necessarily you didn't want to do it because. You didn't. You actually didn't want it. You just didn't want to do it because you were uncomfortable, or yeah, yeah. I was. I'm. I was. I'm still uncomfortable with pretty much like most things when they first start out. I get that. You know. I mean, it's. You just. You're. It's. You're just cautious, right? Like you're not. You don't want to just jump in and not like it or something, right? Yeah, I guess that's an easy way to explain it. Yeah. yeah. It's more of just I don't want to. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Totally right. Like and when. Go ahead. Sorry. You follow your point first, actually. <laughs> well, when you feel uncomfortable, right? Like you, uh, to try you, you try to make yourself as comfortable as you can. So essentially, you try to get yourself out of the situation. Yeah. So like, uh, like I guess people with anxiety, they'll like they'll try to just leave this, like they'll just go, or you know they'll just stay quiet and like kind of hide. Yeah. Like any time I was like with people, I'd usually just go into a corner and just go to myself. Try really hard not to do that now. What I, what I was uh, saying on my point, like, yeah, I, would re- I would relate it to a gym, to the, going to the right. gym. Right. It's like, you don't get stronger without being uncomfortable. For sure, right? You don't you don't make progress without being uncomfortable. If you just go on a treadmill and run at a pace where you're comfortable and you're not pushing it, you're never going to get faster. You're never going to get faster and you'll never be able to, <laughs> I guess, run longer. Even. Yeah. You ha- like, you have to, you have to push. Yeah. And Which make, that makes a lot of sense, and I mean that's great that you were able to like overcome these things, more or less, you know. Yeah, I still can't take a compliment in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, it's okay. You, yeah, I mean, it's it's something you eventually just get used to. Yeah, I guess. Um, so then, uh, you were saying like you know when life kicks you, 
kicks, kicks you in the teeth is the way, way you phrased it. So what did you mean by that when you were, well, we were talking about that? Um, a series of bad things all at once. So like, you know, something bad happened and then it's just like a chain reaction kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I, uh, I lost my job. Right. I was working construction and it was a good job. It wasn't... It paid well. Right. It wasn't my dream job, but obviously. But I mean, but then focus on the financial aspect at this yeah, point, right? But at that point, it was like, man, this like this job supports me well. Yeah. And I could, eventually, I can make moves with this and like do some stuff. Right. And in February, they laid me off, and they laid off a lot of other guys too. Right. They laid off all the workers who were getting to the point where they needed to get more raises to keep. Okay. Them on. Yeah. And so rather than give people raises, they lay them all off, and then they bring in new unskilled workers. Real well, crappy thing to do. For but sure. totally makes sense from a company standpoint, so I mean, I can't really fault them too hard for it. No, yeah, I totally get, I get, yeah, I get yeah. where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's kind of like, that yeah, sucks. Like, yeah. And then after that, then I had a, I had issues with my car. My car stopped working for a while. Okay. Because I bust up, and I had a major bill I had to pay with that. And then, um, it's just like, things just feel like, felt like they were cascading and stuff. Right. And it's, it's frustrating because it just, like, totally. it, it, it feels like no matter how hard you try to get ahead of everything, it just, you can't. You, yeah. Cause it's and, like, you're, it's like you're drowning or there's like the water level keeps rising and you, no matter how many valves you open, no matter how many like doors yeah. you open to try and get some of the water out, it just, it's coming in quicker than it's leaving. Yeah. And the only thing that you could really do for that is just keep moving forward for sure you gotta trust that you're moving in the right direction I mean like that you can't, you can't know if you're not that's just it right you're just kind of like a wing and a prayer yeah you just gotta keep moving forward and keep an, keep an eye open for an opportunity if it's there so then like uh, like what have you been doing to try and help yourself move forward like say or at least, at least even stay positive kind of thing well I've been working Working, that's good. Yeah, I've been been doing like random landscaping jobs with this with the company. Oh, nice! Like, I mean, like I pray, man. Like, I just I I uh, try to focus on myself. Yeah, and, okay. And I, and I work out. Like, working out is like one of the best stress relievers out there. You know, <laughs> you are not wrong, dude. Like that is, I love and like I love the gym. I'll never. Yeah, you go in there and you're just like feeling super down and you just like walk up to that deadlift bar like let's slap some weight on this thing slap some big weight and let's go yeah. see how see how hard you can pull that's right yeah and that yeah. it all helps you know it all puts you in a positive mind space yeah for sure right just every like uh, as I've grown older even though I'm, I'm I mean I'm a young guy so I mean I'm only almost I'm almost 22 now yeah. but I mean I've really I'm starting to learn to really appreciate these smaller things so like you know, when I hit that two twenty five bench, when I hit that two plate bench tomorrow, praying that I do. You're going for a two plate bench tomorrow. I'm going for a two plate bench You're tomorrow. You're gonna get it, dude. I hope so. Dude, I did two thirty five for three today. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. It's like, man, I'm so glad my bench is doing good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's just one of those things. Bench and deadlift are the two that feel good when they're getting better. Yeah. Squats the one that's always just been like, eh, you know what? Like I'm okay with that no matter what. I'm always strong in squat. Yeah. So I mean, as long as as long as I feel good and I, even if I get if I don't get 225, I, as long as I get 220, I'll be happy because it's progress. Yeah. But, the, like, the small things, like, I guess, like, I don't know, like, when I beat a puzzle in a game or, like, when I just, anything that's like yeah minor, right, that it's just, I'm just like, that's great. 
you just get <sighs> like nice yeah or like you know I today like I cleaned my car out I was like I feel good like I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got it done because it it's, was bothering not, me for a while it, right it, yeah it's not the things that it's not the things that are like actually the things holding you back or it's things that need to get done yeah exactly and that you know, that feels good to do like if I'm like well I guess I could just like full like go through my whole kitchen and kitchen and clean it out like I do that and all of a sudden I'm like well I accomplished something I feel like you feel yeah you, it's like it's a small sense of accomplishment and like I always feel like when yeah I just you feel better yeah it's a little more motivation yeah, so, uh, sorry, I zoned out there for a second. Um, so, like, with all these hardships moving forward and everything, like, have you started like trying to build a plan, or are you just kind of just seeing where the path takes you? Um, well, right now, with I'm gonna actually talk on that. Right now, with me moving, um, I don't function well when I put myself under too many goals all at once. That makes sense. I mean, that's a lot of, that just builds, that just builds more stress yeah. than you want, right? Yeah. So right now my only focus is I need to like, I need to keep working in any way, shape I can with, in, in with some type of job. Right. Be it landscaping or, or anything else that puts a little bit of money in my hand so I can keep myself going and then do this move. Like I need to, I need to pack and get there. Right. After that, then I'm going to focus more on everything that comes next. Once I get there, I can be like, okay, so this is what I need to do. This, 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 and this. Move from there and do this, 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 and this. Okay. I I do better when I compartmentalize things. Yeah, which, okay. Probably not the healthiest thing, but it's it's my way of coping right now. Right, okay. And then, so, right now, is your, your kind of end goal on this path is to eventually get into physical therapy? Uh, yeah, physical therapy, personal training. Like, I, um, uh, I was telling you before, like, I blew my knees out when I was young. I was, yeah. on, a, I was on a trampoline, and I got super bounced. Oh, I yeah. hate that. Yeah, and I, you go really high in the air. You're just helpless, right? Like, yeah. Like, fish out of water. And I came down and I landed wrong. Yeah. Like, I landed with stiff legs. Ooh, okay. And my knees, uh, short camera, like, shot back like that. Oh, so, like, instead of, like, going forward, they went backwards. Yeah, they yeah. went, like, that yeah and I shot forward off the trampoline and landed on the ground Ooh. and just both my knees just felt like they were on fire like I tried to get up and walk and I just barely even put pressure on my legs okay and just it was brutal and I tried to walk around for like the whole day after that and mom was like my mom just like there, you're not moving right took me to the doctor and there was a tear in both of the tendons on both of the backs of my legs Brutal, dude. So I went into physical therapy, and it was awful. Like, it sucked so much. Because they were putting th- putting my legs through movements that were really hurting. Right. Like, it just made everything painful. But at the same time, I knew I was starting to get better. Like, I could feel myself, like, uh, moving around better day and day and day. Right. And so I was grateful for that. Like, I was so so grateful that I was getting that kind of kind of help. Okay. And I just want to I want to be able to help people in, in ways like that. Right. I want to be able to be able to help people recognize injuries, realize how to recover, and then not just recover but excel again. Okay. Yeah. Because that is actually something you see with a lot of um, physical therapists. Yeah. Which is, I wouldn't say it's it's their fault. I would say it's a a uh, systematic systematic issue with. Uh, medical 
stuff in general. Okay. Instead of instead of trying to help you just get to the point where it no longer hurts all the time. Right. They were they just like dangle you in that. I would I would like to try to help people get to that point and then from that point get to the point where they no longer feel pain at all. That'd be cool. Because that's the that's the point that they don't really help you with anymore because it a average physical therapist would because if they get you past that, then all of a sudden you don't need to go back to the physical therapist anymore. Right. So it's like, the, they, the, yeah, at that point they're like, you're not necessarily needed, but they they don't want to... Uh... Yeah. All of a sudden you're not needed, and so you miss out on a paycheck. Yeah. But at the same, same time, like, you just helped this person who couldn't walk without a limp because they had a bone spur in their hip that they had to get surgically removed, and now they're going through therapy for it. Right. You help them not just no longer feel the pain, but repair it. Not even, like, repair it to the point where they can get down into a full squat again. Yeah. That is... That's something that they'll forever be grateful for. Yeah, that's something that that person will remember that I did that, and they'll... They'll be thankful. Like, it's... I, I like the idea of that. The idea of helping people get to that point. Okay. And, like, is it the kind of, like, the same uh, deal with personal training as well? Yeah, personal training is, is that's the whole thing. Is the personal training is a gateway. I love helping people in in General? the gym too. Yeah, I, I like if someone asks me how to do something, I'm gonna of course I, I'll stop what I'm doing because I want to want to try to teach. Well, yeah, I'd rather them I'd rather them have the proper form or like the proper form, the proper technique than just try it. Like if they they're unsure in general, like I don't want them to hurt themselves, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I've seen enough workout fails or workout yeah. like things like that I would be devastated like do you see the one with the leg press that kid had like oh. like that that was disgusting like yeah that actually hurts worse or, or makes me like just like it makes you just like oh right that happened yeah and then you just it makes me appreciate my legs right now yeah, right like, like like they're moving and they're alive oh yeah but uh, in like the video for those who haven't seen it he basically locks his knee in a leg press which you should never do and then his knee just goes the other way, or his leg just goes the other way, and he basically crushes his legs. Yeah. And it was really gross. Yeah, it was like one of those, one of those videos from, like one of, like a gym in Abu Dhabi or something, like one of those massive, humongous gyms that are, they look like they're like ten acres on the inside. Right. And there's this guy just, and then just ah, I just. Yeah, I. Did you watch it with sound on? No, yeah, I. That's. The, I'm not a big... Uh, you just hear like that. I've... You know Dylan. I was... Yeah. I was... Uh, when we were at the air house, I was there when he fractured his... One of his leg. He fractured like his front like leg bone. I can't remember. I Tibula? Think, I think so. The smaller was one. That forearm? I never took biology, so I don't... He knows, and I he's told me I forget, but I was there when I heard the pop, and I was like, oh, that is just... Like it's just not something that pop I want. Sound is great. Yeah, you want? I've heard it pretty up close. I dislocated my shoulder at the gym one time. Really? Yeah, I was doing a. Oh, uh, if, um, those. Yeah. And I just like I was just going and just like shoulder like I was like Ugh! oh no and then I stood up and it just like fell back into yeah, place. Yeah, just slid okay. back. I was like oh that hurts a lot and then oh it doesn't hurt as much now. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. I, I've heard once you uh, cut your shoulder, it's very... It's a lot easier for it to be dislocated after that. Probably. I haven't had it happen again. That's good. So, I mean, I got that going for me at least, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. I always have a buddy who's... They'll be like, oh, that's dislocation number seven. And I'll be like, 
what are you doing to like yeah. to push your shoulder? But I mean, well, I knew a guy growing up that um, he was older than me. He had he would blow his knee out a lot. Like right, he, it wasn't like he wouldn't tear anything. He would just dislocate it. Okay, and you have to like it wasn't even a big deal to him at that point. He's like, ah, oh, well. I'll go to the doctor and get this pop back in place. <laughs> Walk around on a dislocated knee for a little bit. Jeez. Yeah. That can't feel good. Dis- like anything dislocated, really. But Yeah, but you probably like start to lose feeling in it after it happens enough times. I guess. If, yeah, because probably the nerves get damaged enough. Yeah. Like even with my uh, front teeth, like I told you about that before, they're not real. Right. And like when I get when I get like smacked in the face, like around this whole area, it doesn't hurt too bad. Right. It's like the rest of it that hurts. Right. Yeah, because I mean, there's... There's, probably, there's no nerves at the front too, right? Yeah, they've been uh, they've been abused. Knocked them out nine times, I think. Nine times, jeez. And I've never played hockey. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, man. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I guess like everything happens for a reason, but. Mm. I guess. How do you knock them out nine times though? Um, I knocked them out with a golf ball. When I was young, me and my older brother were playing catch. I <laughs> caught it with my mouth, chipped them both out. All right. And then uh, my younger brother was trying to scare me and jumped out of the closet at me. Yeah. And caught me in the mouth with his knee. No way. Yeah, with his knee. And just like, both of them came out. I cut his knee open. It was a whole thing. Jesus. Then older brother was, uh, was sick inside, and we were playing outside. And so... I saw my older brother was watching Land Before Time. Classic. So I stood up on a wheelbarrow to look in, and the wheelbarrow fell, and I caught my teeth on the windowsill. Dude, you just couldn't catch a break with <laughs> those things, yeah. could you? Yeah. And then I got elbowed on a trampoline and punched and kneed on a trampoline to break him out again. And then, this is the really stupid one, I was, um, I was opening a mayonnaise packet at school. No and I way. used my front teeth instead and just, like, shot them out. Like, clear across the, the cafeteria. <laughs> and at that point, it didn't even hurt to do. It just, like, it happened. I'm at my desk. Uh, I'm at my table. And I just stand up. I was like, did anyone see where those went? <laughs> and I'm just, like, looking for them. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. Yeah. And the last time it happened, I got shot in the mouth with a paintball gun. Like, that paint couldn't have tasted good. It tastes like soap. I mean, that's better than dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was... Uh, it hit my mouth. Yeah. And I thought it broke my bottom teeth, too. So I was just like... I was livid at that point. I was like, great. Now they're both broken. Yeah. And I spit it into my hand, and it was just pieces of the paintball. Oh, that's good. And I was like, good. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I was going to flip out. But my lips swelled up so big that it was, like, blocking me from breathing out of my nose. Oh, really? Yeah. It hurt. I believe it. It hurt bad. No one wants to get hit in the face with a paintball. No. My cousin got shot in the eye, and he almost Ooh. almost went blind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's things I would never want to mess with, like my eyes, my back. You know, I always... Or really anything, I guess, but... Like, I never want to... I never want... Like, I would never want to take these things for granted. Like, I never want to... Yeah. It's kind of the thing where you think it was like... There's some injuries that are, like, extremely severe, but, like, I could learn to live with them. Right. Like, if I somehow, like, lost my leg below the, below the knee, like... Yeah. I feel like like that I could recover from, you know? Like, you don't really need it. I mean, you just get a prosthetic. Yeah, because, I mean, you'd, who does like calves? My... I'm just kidding. You have beautiful calves. <laughs> I don't train calves, though. <laughs> you can't even see them on the camera. You kind of can. 
He's got wonderful calves, by the way. But uh, you're saying sorry. Um. But like an injury you could live with. Yeah, like without. if you lose a hand, like I would be devastated. Yeah. Like, like you, even right or left hand, like I, 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 I wouldn't even know how to function. Like I use my hands for for everything. Everything, right? Like, like I, I even like cooking. Like trying to cook with out one hand would just like. Yeah, you'd just knock the frying pan over or something, right? Like you'd be like just devastate me. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, I would hate it. But it would, it would be a lot of adjustment. Yeah. Not to mention it would affect working out so much. So much, dude. It would, it would, yeah, it would, it would be quite a journey to for a recovery losing like something like that. Yeah. Like, um, there's athletes that in powerlifting and strongman that have injuries that are like loss of limb, but right. that's injured like, w- like one legged monster is the guy that comes to my mind immediately. The dude who he has no leg from here on down right and that guy has like a 900 pound deadlift that guy's an absolute animal animal. yeah I mean like he he makes do I mean that one I feel like I could probably function with right I don't know that'd be a lot of psychological oh for sure that'd be a lot of barriers you you have to overcome right Mm -hmm. but I think that'd probably be true with anything it's just (laughs) I don't know that's a weird that's a weird thing to think about for sure it's just things you you take for granted right yeah but I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I appreciate you know. Um, are you do, do you do any social media? Can people find you anywhere or like are you not at the moment? Not no. at the moment. No? no. Okay. I'm currently dead on social media. He was uh, Savage Fit Winter or something, weren't you before? Savage Fit Winter and yeah. Aidenator underscore twenty two. Yeah, that's where he, that's where he posts all his big lifts. He's got to get back on there. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I like I like seeing the progress. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm taking I'm not it's not gone forever. I'm just taking probably like three or four months off okay not from lifting from Instagram and social media in general okay but uh, thanks for watching if you liked the episode uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button check out the other episodes uh, you know that I've done they're awesome and uh, we'll see you guys next time thanks for watching Just Charisma